Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You are listening to Foul Tips, your weekend podcast to catch you up on the week that was in the world of baseball. Let's do it. Well, all right, Foul Tips number 11, September 25th, 2021, brought to you by Bud Light, the beer that never fills you up and will never let you down. Today, we're going to talk about uh, Derek Jeter going to Hall of Fame on Wednesday. Uh, Today in baseball history, we'll touch on the Dodgers and Giants the Rick Award, and we'll have a top five for the ages. So without any further ado, let's get into her. Yeah, it's hard to believe that the uh, baseball season's winding down, but I guess that's how the calendar works every year. It's not really a surprise. The, uh, I'd say three out of six divisions, maybe four, <coughs> are all but said and done. Uh, a little cough, a little something. Beer down the wrong tube, folks, not, uh, not COVID-related. But anyways... Most divisions are already settled. Uh, the Dodgers and Giants are battling it out right now. What a weekend series this has been. What two-story franchise that came, came from New York back in the 50s, and they're still rolling. I don't know why the Dodgers are wearing softball uniforms tonight with their blue pants and everything else, but uh, they're kind of gross. Uh, anyways, what a series it's been. Great. It's it's shocking that the Giants are still here. No one gave them a chance all, all uh, season long. Felt that they would eventually drop off. The Dodgers would pick up. Is it a combination of the Giants playing over their heads and the Dodgers playing beneath them, beneath their abilities, not beneath the Giants? But is it a combination of two or who knows? But it's uh, quite astonishing that there's still a race in the uh, National League West. Dodgers have won eight in a row. It's uh, quite uh, quite fantastic that there is a, a playoff race there. You got Houston, Seattle. Um, I don't think Seattle's going to make up four and a half games. That's a lot. You got to... It's a nine-game swing, if you think about it. You got to win a bunch, and they got to lose a bunch, and it's uh, pretty tough to make up that that many games. The one other division, Philadelphia and Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta's a better team, got better pitching, but so I, I expect them to, to hold on to that division uh, and, and win out. Uh, my Yankees, they uh, flat-out shit themselves this weekend, shit their pants without uh, any excuses. How you can lose two out of three at home to Baltimore, it's inexcusable. I don't understand how that can even happen. That's a minor league team they got in Baltimore. Um, I, I, I it's, it's hard to explain. You score seven or eight runs today, whatever they scored, and, and still lose a ball game. That's inexcusable, and that's on uh, that's on Cashman, not on Boone. You can only play with the guys they got. Anyways, that's my opinion. I'm entitled to it. The, the one thing about the Dodgers that I'm, I'm impressed with how they've gotten back into – the division, they, they, they were leading the division for a, a night. Now they're tied up. They're losing the game tonight, uh, 6-2, uh, currently in the seventh inning. But the thing that I'm impressed with the Dodgers, yeah, they went and picked up Max Scherzer, and uh, they still got Walker, Walker Bueller in his tight, super, super tight pants. But um, doing it without Kershaw and Bauer uh, is extra. It's it's Yeah, the National League West isn't that great. I get it. There's some really bad teams. But with, without uh, $70 million in pitching right there with those two guys, um, it's quite astonishing. Yeah, I think they're going to have to get used to that. I 
Kersh- Kershaw's in the uh, the twilight of his career, and I would be. I don't think I'm going to be wrong in this. I don't think Trevor Bauer will ever pitch the major leagues again. Um, hopefully not for the Dodgers. I have utmost respect to the Dodgers. I love that franchise. I, I've been a big Dodger person since uh, I was a kid going to Dod- to uh, Henderson Stadium back in Lethbridge back in 1980 when the Lethbridge Dodgers were the L.A. Dodgers, Lethbridge Alberta Dodgers. And I uh, saw Steve Sachs play there back in the early 80s when they were a farm team in Lethbridge. But – um, I hope that Bauer never plays for the Dodgers again. But in fact, you know, I don't. I, I don't think he'll ever pitch in the big leagues again. I, I really don't. I think he's going to. He, he's tainted. He'll. He's been on administrative leave for since the whole scandal came out. I shouldn't say scandal. It was a thing. It was admitted that he did it. Um, but anyways, I think that'd be a, a bad uh, vibe for any team, let alone the Dodgers, to pick up on him. Anyways, uh, get off the, the negative stuff. And baseball's a bit the. Uh, Greatest game in the world. I was watching some college football last night, and I got thinking about uh, how baseball and football and baseball and every other sport compares. There's no way, like you watch a college game, you pretty much have an idea who's going to win week in, week out. There's some, there's dogs that somehow pull pull out a win, but it's it's rare. Underdogs very rarely pull it out. Like if you put. Uh, Army and Navy and Syracuse and Nebraska. Let's go Minnesota. Um, they're, they're all, you know, they're all power five conference teams. If you put them up against Alabama, Alabama wins every time. Football is a game that the, the something miraculous has to happen for the, the underdog to win in, in football hockey uh, same way, basketball, same way. When you're a bad team, you just lose. Baseball has the chance, as you saw this week, and I don't know what happened with the Yankees and the, and the Orioles, but baseball always has a chance of uh, winning three games in a row in a weekend series is tough. Uh, in a four-game series is tough. The, the Jays swept the uh, A's this weekend, which is astonishing to me. Uh, that Jays team, you don't want to play them uh, heading down the stretch, which the Yankees start that tomorrow, but – Playing a team down the stretch like that and winning three in a row, that's tough to do. That is so tough. And uh, you, you can usually get one out of three, you know, and sweeping a team, winning t- winning three in a row or losing three in a row um, is tough to do. But in baseball, it's a, it, in football, you could play – Alabama plays maybe 100 times. Alabama wins 100 times. Baseball, it's not that way, except for the Tampa Bay Rays who took the uh, – the Baltimore Orioles uh, 18 and one this year. And, and, and there's the division we talked about last week on foul tips. It's uh, it's crazy to me that the Yankees have this much trouble with Baltimore, but Baltimore was playing today. Like it was there. It was their world series bunting and running and moving, moving guys over. And they played hard. They played hard and all, all the glory to them, all the power to them. But uh, the Yankees are going to regret this. They're uh, half a game up in the uh, Walker settings right now with the Jays coming to, uh, to the Bronx, I believe. And, um, they don't want to be in that spot where they're going to Fenway or on the road to for a wild card game if they even make a wild card spot. Um, they're better in the Bronx than not. They weren't this weekend, but it was uh, tough to. Uh, it's tough. It was tough to listen to uh, John and Susan today. Listen to that game that they lost. I was at work, so didn't get to watch the game, but I was listening all, over the radio. Um, interesting to watch the uh, the Dodgers uh, Giants. What a series! The Dodgers uniforms. I don't get. I, I don't understand the blue pads. Softball nineteen. 
98 or 2001 kind of gross kind of ridiculous anyways it's been a been a great week uh anyways 1420 sports podcast and foul tips we uh, come at you every week all, whenever we can um schedules kind of getting on the straight and narrow here we do uh tuesdays and thursdays now golf season's winding down and dave's got curling coming up and baseball the playoffs are coming on and work and everything else we'll try to get to a regular schedule jim's in school now so he, he's the one who produces all this stuff and gets it uh gets us sounding uh, better than we used to which uh we thank him very much and uh, jim i hope things are going well in school anyways i haven't given up on the yankees don't give up on your team yet because uh, a lot can happen in 30 games or 25 games, whatever's left. And uh, here's hoping for a great uh, month of September and uh, into, into October. Uh, one of the, man, of my lifetime, one of the greatest athletes, the greatest ball players, the uh, just a uh, cool guy. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, I smile on it. Like a grade nine girl uh, smiling about uh, Derek Sanderson Jeter going to the Hall of Fame on on Wednesday afternoon, along with Larry Walker. Uh, we'll talk more with about Walker on Tuesday night show with Dave. He's uh, he's a big Walker guy and an Expos guy, Colorado guy, and everything else. But uh, uh, I'm I'm a Jeter guy through and through. I was fortunate enough to see him play a couple of times uh, throughout uh, or at the end of his career. In 2013, 2014, I was, uh, I guess you could say I was stalking him a little bit in 2014. Uh, farewell tour. I was, I went to three or four ballparks, saw some, uh, saw Jeets play a little bit. So Seattle, Oakland, the Bronx, and I think Minnesota. Um, just great. Uh, the, the, the fan adoration, there was uh, one, I'll put it up on the Twitter account later on, 1420 Sports and Foul Tips. Uh, one, um, there was a, uh, a father with his daughter there and they drove up to Oakland from Tijuana and they had a sign. So we drove from Tijuana to see Jeter's last game in Oakland. And, uh, the, the amount of respect that that guy got around the league, um, from fans, opposing teams, everything else was, uh, it's what you want. It's, 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 uh, to have a guy as the face of your franchise for that many years. Um, yeah, they had a, a rough go near the end there, him and Cashman. Kind of, they don't like each other this day for uh, the the contract offer that uh, Cashman gave him. Jeter said, oh, "I want more." Uh, Cashman said, "Well, go go and find someone who's going to give it to you." And Jeter stayed, and they still like each other this day, uh, allegedly, from what I read. But what else can be said about Jeter? Um, from the humble beginnings in Kalamazoo, uh, he used to summer with his uh, with his grandparent grandmother in New Jersey became a Yankee fan and watching the games on TV in, in Jersey down and went to a few games at the Yankee stadium and uh, all of it just so, so great. Uh, his mom, Dr. Charles and mom, Dorothy, or his dad, Dr. Charles, and mom, Dorothy, uh, perfect parents for him. He, they kept him pretty grounded throughout his, uh, his, his early upbringing. Uh, I don't know if uh, Dorothy knows about his uh, Rolodex of, uh, females and the, and the goodie bags and everything else that he rolled through when he was living in Manhattan playing for the Yankees. But uh, nonetheless, legendary, legendary player, Jeter. Um, one of the best stories I can recall hearing about Jeter when he was first drafted, the Yankees didn't, didn't want to draft him at five, I think it was, because they weren't sure if he was going to uh, go to Michigan. He signed his letter of intent to go to Michigan. And the scout, I can't remember his name either. It doesn't really matter. 
the scout said basically that kid's not going to Michigan. The only place he's going is Cooperstown. And uh, he's going to Cooperstown on Wednesday afternoon. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching the ceremony. I'm sure I'll have a, I'll shed a tear here and there. And it's, uh, uh, he's a hell of a player. The, the way he carried himself, the ambassador for the team, the captain and everything else, it was, um, he was such a great, great Yankee. Um, is he a top five Yankee? I don't know. There's so many others. I mean, I, I still rank Mariano above him because Mariano's importance to the team winning on a nightly basis. Um, I don't know what their war is and anything else, but um, I don't know. It's 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 hard to say if, you, if Jeter's a top five Yankee or a top four if he's on the the, the Mount Rushmore. But the leader, the captain, um, everything else. I, I don't know what else you can say about this guy. Um, if you haven't seen it, I put it up on the Twitter accounts last night and the uh, Facebook account. Um, the Billy Crystal. I guess montage or whatever it was, the uh, the tribute, I guess he said, before his last game in the Bronx. We'll talk about that a little bit later, some of the top five. Uh, how great Jeter was and how, how good of a person he was to Billy Chris when he had his day day in the in the, in the sun. He got, got one at-bat for the Yankees in a, in a preseason game, and, and Jeter mentored him and everything else. And just how Jeter was such a, a great player. Um I don't know. I'm just getting, I'm smiling and everything else. The, the, the you, you get the Bob Shepard introduction, uh, number two, Derek Jeter, number two, not, a, not my best impersonation, but I'll, I'll do harder. What another good story that I have about Jeter is uh, the Aaron Boone home run in the 2003 ALCS against Tim Wakefield and the Boston Red Sox. Booney was a little bit nervous. He didn't play, play very well. It didn't, was a, was a pinch hit in the, in the 11th or 12th or whatever it was. And uh, boom, come up to Jeter, and Jeter said, don't worry, the ghost will come out. This one is still in the old place. And sure enough, uh, the ghost came out. And you, and you see when Boone's round in third base, there's Jeter home plate holding his head. And, and uh, one of my favorite Jeter moments, anyways, it's not my – it's not uh, a Jeter moment, a boom moment, but Jeter's Jeter was all a part of it. Uh, congratulations, Derek. I know you won't ever listen to this. But congratulations on your Hall of Fame. It's a it's a it's a year late because of COVID and everything else. But uh, congratulations. And if you're not a Jeter fan, there's something wrong with you, man. Shake your head because that guy, class class act, hell of a ball player. Yeah, he never won any MVPs. He won some Gold Gloves, 14 time All Star. But man, that smile and everything else, the way he carried himself on the field. My favorite ball player ever. He's uh, the best. Yeah, he's, he's just the best. And uh, thank you, Derek, for everything you did. Uh, thank you for uh, allowing me to be to, to watch this and, and enjoy you for uh, so many years because uh, it, uh, it was a pleasure to watch. Thank you, Mr. Jeter, and uh, have a great day in Cooperstown. All right, we'll get on the Rick nominee for this week. Uh, we got a two-pack this week. Sometimes it's three, sometimes it's four, sometimes it's two. Sometimes we just forget to do it. But anyways, uh, today, awesome, awesome. Uh, came up on the, the notification on the MLB app that uh, Brewers' Daniel Vogelbach walk-off Grand Slam versus St. Louis. 5-2 game, one out in the ninth, 1-0 pitch for the win. I don't know. If I was in the stands, you, you talk about hits like that, and you, and you go, if he hits one hit, but it rarely, if ever, happens. It happened today, so th that's uh, 
wow, that's great. Uh, the walk-off Grand Slam to win it. That you, you, I can't think of one that's ever happened like that. There was a, a day in the Bronx. I, uh, uh, I don't hate to keep talking about it. I love this story. Uh, raining cats and dogs against Boston 2000. I want to say 14 or 15. It doesn't really. That was 15. Um, weather was terrible. I left the stadium, went across to the Yankee Tavern, had a few more pints in there, and I told Johnny, the bartender, the crowd was kind of ruckus. There was a lot of people doing the same thing I did. They uh, left the ballpark because it was raining. Went over to the Tavern, hoisted some beers. Of course, the game was on. Uh, two out, two on in the ninth. And uh, sure enough, Teixeira hit a home run. Because right before the home run, I said to, to Johnny, the bartender, I said, hey, if Tex rolls into one here, the Yankees are going to pull this off. They were down. They were down 6-1 early. But anyways, to share a tight end of one, and uh, sure enough, uh, the high fives in New York, New York came on the jukebox. But anyways, uh, Daniel Volgebach, walk-off grand slam for St. Louis, down 5-2, uh, 1-0 pitch. He's nominee number one for the Rick Award. And I got to go with Marcus Simeon. Uh, the Jays on fr uh, Friday night against Oakland, his old team, uh, he shoved it up their hoops a little bit with a, a three-run shot, a game the Jays were down 8-2. Um, I turned it off. I didn't want to watch it anymore. It was a slaughterhouse. I, I said, that's enough of this. But they come back to win. The Jays did. Uh, Gurriel hit a, a grand slam earlier on that, uh, that game uh, in the sixth or seventh inning. But anyways, uh, Marcus Simeon, uh, three-run shot versus old team. Uh, like I said, capped off the 8-2 uh, win. Uh, the Jays are for real. Next year, if they can – I don't know if they get Simeon back because of the money and everything else, and they got to give Vladdy some money, but the Jays are for real. So, anyways, Rick Award. That's my two nominees. The Brewers, Daniel Vogelbach, the walk-up Grand Slam, and Blue Jays, Marcus Simeon, bottom of nine, three-run shot versus old team, the Oakland, the Oakland A's. Under Rick Award underscore Rick, it's on the fourteen twenty. We'll retweet it from there. It's also on uh, foul tips. We retweet it from there, and we get it. We're, we're trying more on uh, on Twitter than Facebook because Facebook everybody knows me on Facebook, but we want to get people who don't know us to listen to these shows. Uh, we're doing all right. We're closing on the fifteen thousand mark. Make sure you guys listen on a weekly basis. Like, share, retweet, talk to people about the show because we really appreciate the support. Follow us, and you can also. Subscribe, and when you do subscribe, give us a rating. Then we can stay higher up on the ratings and see people find us. Geez, it's hard to believe it's been uh, oh, geez, twenty-six years since the Cal Ripken stuff at uh, Camden Yards in Oakland, where he uh, tied the record the one night. And beat Lou Gehrig's record the next night. We're talking about the uh, the Iron Man. Of course, we know we're talking about the Iron Man streak. Jeez, uh, 26 years. Uh, it's been a long time. I remember, like, like yesterday, watching that. It's when baseball was still uh, before. Yeah, there was guys doing the juice back then. But 95, um, man, watching Ripken run around the field and uh, high-fiving the crowd on back-to-back -back nights in Cannon Yard. It was something else to, to watch. Uh, anyways... Today in baseball history, my lifetime, 1995, when the game became official in the bottom of the fifth inning, Cal Ripken received a standing ovation for over five minutes to sell a crowd at Oriole Park at Camden Yards as he ties Yankee legend Lou Gehrig's record of 2,130 consecutive games. Uh, that's when baseball was really great for me. Um, 
great to watch. I was just getting uh, into the umpire thing a little bit and uh, just watching that and thinking I could be a part of that someday. Never retained those goals, but um, it was so great. Baseball is so, it's so nostalgic and records are there, like they're there compared to other sports, in my opinion. Maybe it's my opinion because I, I like it so much, but the uh, when you start talking Lou Gehrig and Joe DiMaggio and Babe Ruth, when you and like you got uh, Otani these days talking the, the Babe Ruth comparisons. When you're when you're talking those guys, you're doing something right. So uh, congratulations to uh, Cal Ripken. He had a hell of a career, man. He was a hell of a player for a few years there. Um, MVP when he's getting a little bit older and up there in age and in his career and everything else. But uh, Ripken, I'll never forget those those two nights in a row that uh, he was trotting around uh, Oriole Park County Yards. I want to go there someday. That's that's on the list. Uh, Maybe me and the producer will uh, the uh, not not Jimmy the producer, but the other producer. Maybe me and Deanne can make a an East Coast trip and we hit some of the places we haven't been because that's uh, uh, from everything I've heard, it's uh, one of, one of the best. But anyways, congratulations to Kyle Ripken. That was uh, today in baseball history of my lifetime. Brought to you by well, why not? He ain't happy. He's my brother by uh, Hell's Basement Brewery Medicine Hat. Okay, not really sure how this is going to turn out considering I'm in Medicine Hat, Alberta at the uh, Imperial Hotel. Jim's in Vancouver enjoying his first week at uh, school. He had some studio time this weekend. Uh, by all accounts, it went very well. Uh, so congratulations, Jim, for living out your dream and keep going. P pursue that. Go as far as you can go because it's uh, better than the real world. Trust me. Anyways, we're going to try something different. We, we have some. I sent him some clips yesterday that I want to get in this top five. Uh, top five for the ages that I'm calling it. And so we'll see how it works out. I'm going to, going to say him. He's going to mix them in. We'll see how it all works out. It's, our, it's my first time doing it. So it'll be his first time doing it, obviously, but hopefully it turns out, it turns out well. Let us know. Please let us know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or however, or call me or whatever. The 1420 Sports and the Foul Tips Hotline, uh, we're easy to get a hold of. But anyways, let us know how it sounded. And if it worked out, we like to do a lot more of these things in the in the in the future. We're trying to expand the show. We're, we're a year into this and fifteen thousand downloads up. So I'd really like you guys to uh, get more input from the uh, from the listeners. We appreciate you guys, but I, I'd like some more input so we can make the show better for you guys, and you guys can tell people about tell tell people about it, and on and on and on. Anyways, top five, my top five Jeter plays of all time. Um, like I said, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's my favorite player. Uh, he jeered Mariah Carey, right? That's where it all came from. But anyways, my top five jeter plays at all time. Number five, I got one uh, July 5th, July 1st, 2004, the catch versus Boston when he ran from shortstop, dove into the stands. You see A-Rod holding his head like, oh, my God, what happened in the background? A-Rod wouldn't have made that play. He would not have hurt his pretty face. You know, A-Rod. You know, my, my disdain for A-Rod. I'm not a big A-Rod fan. But anyways... It's about Jeter, not about A-Rod. But that play, that dive in the stands and, and the, 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 the the not a care for anything but, but winning, the, winning a baseball game was typical Jeter. Uh, have a listen. He loops out the left field. Going to be a tough play. Jeter on the run. Makes the play. Wow. And flies into the stands. Oh, what a play by Derek Jeter. Wow. 
Cheetah really yeah, banged I himself he, up. Wow. I think he caught the, you could see the redness in his face. He oh, caught yeah. the bar of that uh, box. What a play. Oh, my wow. goodness. He caught the, he had to know that was going to happen. I mean, it's just full tilt. There's no way you could stop. He had to hit one of the chairs. Yeah, on his way down. one he, of the chairs. Uh, handles or something like that number four on my list i was going to a friend of mine's wedding in uh, fort mcleod this day and he actually sent me a message on his the the, the groom sent me a message that jeter hit it he was watching the game before his wedding and everything else so that shows how much pull jeter had where it was a wedding day and he was still watching watching the yankee this guy's not a yankee fan but that's the kind of uh, pull that jeter had and the kind of uh, magnetism that the, the, the man had when he played but it's 3,000 hit versus uh, David Price and Tampa Bay Rays. Price has a tough time against the Yankees. Always has, always will. But anyways, J July 9th, 2011, um, turned on one. Wasn't known for being a home run guy. I don't know how many he hit in his career, but it wasn't a lot. But uh, he got that. He hit it well. That big burly guy from Manhattan caught the baseball, gave it back to Jeter, and Jeter auto gave him an autograph ball. And then uh, the rest is history. But Jeter went five for five that day. It uh, was a monumental day. Uh, sun was shining in the Bronx. Wish I could have been there, but I was at Small Town's wedding, which is a really good time anyways. Uh, but anyways, that's my number four of all time was the uh, Jeter's 3,000th hit. Uh, also a home run. The Yankees won that game. Number three, uh, his last game in the Bronx, September 25th, 2014. I was fortunate enough to go to Jared, Derek Jeter Day two weeks prior to that on a Sunday. On a Sunday, um, What a day that was when I was fortunate enough to be there in 2014. The, the, the old teammates were on the field. Michael Jordan showed up. The, uh, the speech Jeter gave was perfect. It, everything was just perfect. The sun was shining like I couldn't believe it. But anyways, we'll talk about that anymore in my, my travels. But although, oh, hey, by the way, um, today in 2013 was my first day I ever went to New York. And I did it again 2014 for Jeter Weekend and everything else. So uh, this is a pretty big day for me too. Uh, September 5th, 2013 and 2014. I went to the Bronx to watch the, the Yankees play. But anyways, enough about me. Let's talk more about Jeep. Um, his last game in the Bronx, uh, September 25th, 2014, uh, versus Baltimore. Uh, the game was in jeopardy to not be played because it was raining pretty hard in the Bronx. But in typical uh, Jeter fashion, the, the skies opened up, the clouds went away, and there was a rainbow over top of the courthouse, which isn't too far from the Yankee Tavern, just, to, just over the bridge. And uh, there, there it was. The game went on, as opposed to uh, when A-Rod's last game was the Yankee. It rained like a bastard. It didn't stop. He got rained out of his little, his little ceremony, too, which is kind of funny if you watch it. But anyways, Jeter's last game was a nothing game. Um, they talked about it uh, at, at length. Uh, he, uh, 
what a hit. He, he got the game-winning hit, and then all the – Tino was out there, and Bernie was out there, and Posada was out there, and uh, Mr. T was out there all giving him hugs and high-fives and bum slaps. And the first guy to, to, to catch him when he uh, he did get the uh, rounded first base was uh, CC Sabathia, giving him a bear hug to uh, congratulate him. But that's my number three. I, I was in St. Paul, Alberta, working at that point. And my brother was uh, laughing at me. He was, uh, there was three of us in the, in the hotel room I was watching the game at. And uh, they were pointing at me like they knew I was going to start tearing up, which I did. It was a great moment in Yankee history, a great moment in Jeter history. And I, I love it. Uh, I love it. It was great. Nate deals. Base hits to right field. Here comes Richardson. Here's the throw for Marquez. Richardson is safe. Derek Jeter ends his final game with a walk-off single. Derek Jeter, where fantasy becomes reality. Did you have any doubt? Number two, um, a lot of guys, they they were ranked as number one because the, the athleticism of, of, of the play and the uh, and look ahead and the, the baseball knowledge that he had to have had to, to make this play. They, but I'm going to go with number two, the flip on October 13th, 2001, uh, everyone was a Yankee fan, and don't and don't say you weren't. Uh, after 9/11 happened, which we're coming with the anniversary of that on on Saturday, and I hope everybody uh, acknowledges that and, and watches that and everything else because uh, it's. Uh, we'll talk about that on another show, but anyways, uh, the sheer athleticism that Jeter made that day, the the tag that Posada made, uh, why Jeremy Giambi didn't slide. I have a picture. I gave my brother one as well. We have matching ones of uh, it's blown up and. I can't remember the size, but it's clear, it's clear that Jambi was out. He would have slid. Who knows? But uh, what a play. The 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 throw missed the cutoff, man. Jeter raced down first base. He saw something happening. Uh, the backhand flip got Giambi out. The, the the fist pump from Jeter and from Posada holding up the ball to the umpire. We, we all know we all know the play. If you're a baseball fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, October 13, 2001. But my number one. Well, sorry, a little pause there for Jim to play play the uh, play play the the clip. My number one, uh, Halloween night, 2001. I was I was living in Vernon, BC. Uh, we just got done the 9/11 stuff, and not done. Obviously, it's never going to be done. But 9/11 happened. There was still God knows what, and the, the Bronx was rocking, and the the games were unbelievable. And you know, you had the the Tino home run, the the Brocious home run, all of it, and the Yankees, and everybody's cheering for the Yankees. It was it was great. The, the old ballpark in the Bronx was rocking. Uh, it was unbelievable baseball night after night. And uh, my number one is Mr. November. Uh, Michael K's call, which Jim's going to play here in a second, was uh, phenomenal. And man, the my favorite World Series ever. Even though my my team lost, it was the greatest World Series I ever witnessed in my life. The the, the emotion of the country and how the Yankees brought everybody together. And I I I I, I don't think anyone can argue with me on that one. Um, Jeter was great. 
Tory was great. The, the the Yankees were great, and they just they, they came up a little bit light. But anyways, Mr. November was a uh, a fantastic time in, in in American not just baseball history. I think in American history, how the country was brought together for a few weeks after the the devastating attacks that we had in uh, in Man- Lower Manhattan on 9/11. Um, anyways, hate to get uh, hate to get too too sentimental. I'm, I'm not crying. You're crying. Give yourself a, if you're a baseball fan. Watch the Billy Crystal thing I put up on on the uh, the Twitter account and the Facebook accounts. It's great. It's it's great. Crystal's great. He's a lifelong Yankee fan and everything else. But anyways, Jeter, thank you for, very much for uh, all the memories. Uh, you can still play them on YouTube. I did last night when I was getting ready for the show today. Uh, anyways, we talked Larry Walker a little bit on Tuesday with Dave because uh, they're both going to the Hall of Fame. But uh, tonight was more dedicated to Jeter. Uh, congratulations once again, going to the Hall of Fame, and um, all the all the power to you, my friend, because uh, you brought a lot of people a lot of smiles throughout this world. Thank you very much. Anyways, that's foul tips number eleven for uh, what are we September fifth, two thousand twenty one. Thanks everybody for listening to the show, and make sure you guys uh, follow, retweet, like, share, and all that stuff on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and everything else and get some people listening to the show because we, we're doing a good job and we uh, we like putting these out there for you guys. Just want a little more support now and then. Kind of gets the feels a little bit. Anyways, hey, have a good night and we'll talk again on Tuesday. Keep watching baseball. It's there for you. And the 3-2 pitch. Swung on a drill to right field. Going back Sanders on the track at the wall. See ya! See ya! See ya! A home run by Derek Jeter. He pumps his fist in the air as he rounded first. He'll hit on third base. He high fives Willie Randolph. And the entire Yankee team mobs him at home plate as he leaps onto the dish with a 4-3 Yankee win. Oh, oh, what a ball game. A game-winning walk-off home run by Derek Jeter. He is Mr. November. Oh, what a big base hit by the Yankee shortstop. And he did just that. The pitch went right to left, and he went with it, and he got it just over the right field wall in the lower deck. It's a phenomenal Yankee win, and don't forget, they only had to use Mariano for one inning, and a very short inning at that. They'll be ready for tomorrow.